Hey, my name's Jen Kinnell, and I am obsessed with social media, building your business online, and supporting women entrepreneurs. I know that with the right strategy, mindset, and community, anything is possible. I will teach you all things social media, building your business online, keeping your mindset strong, standing out in a crowd, and how to create true connection with your audience. This is the Social Success Mindset Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Social Success Mindset Podcast. Today is all about creating connection with social media that converts to sales and growth for your business. So it's more than just posting about your brand. It's about creating that true connection with your audience. And when you create true connection with your audience, you are able to grow your sales, with social media because you have really spent that time investing in that relationship. So today we're going to discuss a few different levels of connection with social media that you can make that can lead to sales in your business. The first one is going to be the customer connection. It's about nurturing that audience to build that like, know, and trust. The second part is influencers. Influencers are a fantastic way to create sales and grow your business online but I did want to touch on the influencers you're working with and also how they're pitching you because I see this so much with the brands that I work with and so many influencers are doing it so wrong. The third point I want to talk about is pitching potential clients or collaborations. I recently did a poll on Instagram last week talking about the achy pitches we have received um, in the DMs or through email or phone calls. And it's amazing to me the people that pitch their business on social media and how gross it feels. We're going to be talking about how you can pitch and pitch it the right way. Let's start off with the customer connection. And we're going to do an example because I love my examples. So if we take two clothing boutique brands, Boutique One only posts photos from their supplier. They never show their face. They never allow their audience to hear their voice. They post every single day consistently, and then they share that post to their stories. They're active on social media, but there really is no personal presence. Boutique Number Two creates mostly their own content with the clothing by doing try-ons, showing it on different body sizes, doing reels and stories, and they talk about the love for each item. They also post each and every day by creating reels and stories. Which boutique would you prefer to shop at? I follow a lot of boutiques and I already know the answer as I'm sure you do as well. And for me, it is definitely hands down, number two is always going to get my sale first over number one because they've created this amazing connection with me. As a customer, I want to see their product. Yes, the supplier photos definitely show me the image and I can kind of decide on that, but I want to really see it. I want to see how it fits on a body. I want to see how it's styled. I want to see if it's something that I can wear now while it's warmer and will I still be able to continue to wear it in the fall and winter season? I want to see what you think of it as the boutique owner. I want to know if you love the material. Is it soft and cozy? Something you could wear while watching a movie with the kids? Is it a skirt that's high-waisted? How does it look if you're tucked a sweater into it? 
There's so much extra information that you can show that gets your audience interested in buying from you, but keeps their interest going so that every time you post a new product, they're checking it out your page to see what's new. Let's change up the example. Let's say we are a realtor now. Realtor number one posts their listings with images of the home, then they share their listing to the stories, and that's it. So they are on social media, but they're just on because they should be on. Realtor number two is posting their listings using images as well as reels and then creates stories where they are touring their audience through the homes. During this tour, they are pointing out features they love about the home, showing the sunlight coming through the windows in the morning, showcasing how it's the perfect spot for your morning coffee. They are painting a picture of what it would be like to live in that home allowing their audience to really feel that home and how it would work for their family. Then once their interest is peaked, their audience is checking out reels or the post for more details and then clicking the link in the bio to find out more about the home. I have actually personally done this where I'm not looking for a home, but I've completely fallen in love with a home and allowed myself to dream about moving there. You can plant the seeds for the person that maybe is not at the time looking at the home, but can you imagine if you actually plant these seeds and you actually have a person who is looking to buy a home? Who do you think that they're going to choose from? Which realtor? Are they going to choose the one where they just got to see the listing? I mean, they can Google search it, really is no connection to that realtor. Or are they going to choose the realtor that gave them that inside look into what the home feels like, what the neighborhood feels like, allowing you to really visualize how that home could work for your life, your family, and how your future is going to look. So again, let me ask you the same question. Which realtor would you buy from? The one that really shared their passion and attention for detail for the home or the one that posted on social media because they know they have to in order to be competitive in their market. I am all for the one that invites me into the home and takes me on that virtual tour. It gives you that like warm heart feeling. And because I was so interested in that home, the algorithm is now showing me that realtor all the time. Social media is creating connection and it leads to sales and that is so powerful. A lot of the time we don't see how quickly that can work and we just think, oh, we should be on social media, so we are. But it's more than that. Think about your industry from a customer perspective. What does your audience want to see more of? How can you deliver that extra in a way that's attractive to your audience? So for example, the clothing boutique, their extra is doing try-ons, sharing the clothing, how to style it, how does it feel? That realtor is the extra is putting you through that walkthrough where you can actually visualize yourself in that home. Just posting a photo is not putting anything extra. It's not giving your audience more of a reason to look for more, to follow you more, to dive into more of your content. So the first two examples I gave were really good examples of a product, but let's talk about a service. So if we take social media, for example, if you really think about it, my day to day is not super exciting. I basically drop my kids off at school, pop into my at home office, and I stay there for most of the day, except for lunch, and then I pop back down, work until it's time to pick up my kids. So really, there's no like romancing my business. 
But in reality, there is a lot of romance in social media. And for those that have never worked in the restaurant industry, let me just say that we were taught to romance our food, which means we talk about it in a way that is appealing and mouth-watering. It's about getting your audience to think, oh, that does sound really good. I want to order that. We want to romance our business in the same way. The romance of social media is all about getting your audience to see how their business can flourish by changing their approach with their own social media accounts. I could come on social media every day and say, trending audio, here's the link, or social media can help you grow your business online, or create reels because the algorithm says so. Instead, I say, Take advantage of trending audio because it's a great way to create content, have the algorithm give you a little boost so that people can see your content easier. Or social media is an incredible way to invite your audience into your business so they have a chance to fall in love with who you are and your brand. It's what sets you apart from your competition. Or Create reels because your audience is looking for more than just a photo. They want to see your product in action. They want to know how it feels, what it's like to style it, how it will benefit them, and why they should buy it from you. Do you see the difference? The first one seemed kind of stale and lacking energy. But then when I romanced it, I really gave it more of a personalized feel, a feel that actually delivers more to the heart of my audience versus being very sterile. It gives your audience a chance to really step into your business. So I've shared the why you should be creating connection with your social media. Let's do a little homework for your business. I want you to write down what your audience would love to see more of as it comes from your business, product, or service. Then I want you to create content that really takes it a step further than just that flat statement or photograph. Now I want you to plan it and then create it. So it could be a reel a week and a story a week. Maybe you do three posts a week and a story Monday through Friday. I just want you to create a plan using your marketing calendar. We did talk about this in a previous episode, so if you missed it, pop back and listen to it for a little bit of a refresher but I want you to plan and I want you to plan what works best for you. Do not do five days a week if that is gonna make you exhausted. The whole point of social media is to simplify it and if you're exhausted, it will come out in your social media and then you'll just stop doing it because you can't keep up. I want you to do what you can keep up with and enjoy doing. And then lastly, I want you to put it into action. So if you committed to yourself to do three posts a week, three reels a week, whatever it happens to be, I want you to put it into action. Use that marketing calendar as your base and then schedule some time to actually create the content. On to the next two topics, influencers and pitching. I wanted to cover these as well because they are great ways to use social media to get yourself out there, but it doesn't solely rely on your customers buying from you. And instead, it's you making your own opportunities. So this is a huge aspect of creating that connection and creating sales, but we can do it where it's not always us that has to do it. So let's start with influencers. And because I'm a social media manager, I do experience a lot of influencers. And some are so freaking amazing, I cannot even express how good they are. And then there's some that are like 
not very good at all. And I do come from an influencer background, so I am familiar with working with brands as an influencer, dealing with contracts and trades. So definitely you're getting it from both aspects where it's from the brand's perspective and also the influencer's perspective. And the reason I added this in here is because influencers are a great, great way to expand your reach when you have the right influencer on your team. An influencer's job is to showcase your product with love and passion to their audience. It's a great way to get in front of a new audience and have that influencer direct them back to you. They will either buy right from the influencer's link or they will come back and give you a follow and then have that opportunity to fall in love with your brand because you are now showing up on their social media. This works really great for products and services as long as that influencer has a true love for your business. It's like having the influencer be your walking testimonial for your product right there in front of your dream audience. But there are some key points to working with the influencer that I briefly want to touch on. And I do plan on doing a whole episode just on influencers because this is a massive discussion we could have, but it does relate to the creating connection with your audience, which turns into sales. So I'm going to touch on it now, but just know that it's coming in the future. Here are a few things you need to know when you are working with an influencer. Number one, do they follow you? You would be actually incredibly surprised the number of influencers that will reach out to you and they sound like they just love your brand but it is a very generic post and then you go to their account to check them out and they're not even following the brand that they are looking to work with this is number one obviously they're not following the brand they haven't invested any time whatsoever so make sure that they are following you as number one if they are not following you it's an automatic no number two Have they used your product before? They are going to be an advertisement for you. So if they've never used your product before, how can they give you, how can they give their audience a true love, passionate, excited response to how they love your product if they've never actually used it before? And then number three, what is the agreement? Are you trading product for posts? Are you exchanging money for a certain number of posts or reels or stories? If it's not in your budget for a sponsored post, then know that that is okay. Just explain to the influencer that it's not in your budget at this time and it is in their court to decide if they want to go ahead with it. I know for me personally, if I really loved the brand, Usually I will make adjustments and just sit and say yes, because I want to see their business grow. However, on the flip side, there are a lot of influencers who do make a living off of being an influencer. So don't be offended if they pass because this is their livelihood and how they make their income. Number four is do they actually have a passion for your product? I've seen this a lot where influencers will see another influencer with your product and instead they'll go, oh, that person's gifting product. I'm going to go reach out to them. And they've, again, put no effort into your business, but do they actually know anything about your product? Because if they're just going, oh, I got this and look how cute it is, that's not going to sell your product. But if they get your product and they go, I use this product every single day, every single morning, here's how I use it. You can also use it this way. Like you really want that passion to come through because that is what creates sales. It's the same thing for when you are posting on your Instagram account. You can just put out a picture and let it go or you can talk about it. Do a try on 
talk about the feel, the touch. This is the same thing with your influencers. They need to be invested in that product and in your business because they are your advertisement. Number five is you want to talk about tracking. How can you track your results? I use affiliate programs, so I am able to actually track how many clicks my influencers get, how many sales they get. We do pay a commission based on that. So it's really amazing because then I can see who actually has a following that is fitting with our audience and are purchasing and converting and who's not. And then you need to decide if it's a good fit. This is a huge one. So again, like I just talked about, does their audience align with your dream client? There's no point in partnering with an influencer who does cooking shows on their Instagram and then your product is clothing. Their audience is coming to them for cooking, not for their fashion sense. You wanna just make sure that it's in complete alignment so that they are marketing for you to the right dream clients. Okay, that was a brief overview and yet still a little bit in depth. Now we're gonna talk about pitching yourself. Pitching is a huge part of my business. For example, I have two ways that I create profit. One is social media management, where I have clients and I do the social media planning, marketing, and campaigns, and then I put it into action for them so they can focus on other areas of their business. And then the second way that I create profit is through my courses and coaching. So I don't typically pitch my courses and coaching. I do have launches and campaigns whenever my course is open, but I'm not going to a specific person or business and pitching my services. I'm inviting them in to come and work with me, but that's kind of where it ends. I do pitch my social media management clients because I pick the clients that I really want to work with, that I love their brand, because I am investing my time with them so that they grow their business just as much as they're investing their money and time with me to grow their business. So pitching has really grown my social media management side of my business, and so I know that it definitely helps if it's done right. I also see a lot of businesses try to pitch me and you could just cringe at some of their practices. And here's why. They don't create any connection whatsoever with the person they're pitching. Nothing annoys me more than getting pitched or having the pitcher put zero effort into getting to know my business and their products and services and how they can actually help me. I will give you the one example Again, my examples that I get all the time that makes me crazy. I get a phone call and it's somebody who wants to do some work, some marketing or some something with my business, or even it's a vendor who wants to work with me. And they say, okay, great. Yeah, I'd love to work with you. Uh, what's the email that I can send it to? My email is on everything. It's on everything. It's on my website. It's on my Instagram account. It is on everything. And then they'll ask me for the name of the business owner. And that's also on everything. It makes me crazy when I know that all they have to do is actually do a little bit of research before they pitch someone. When I pitch someone, I know your email and I will confirm it with you. I know who the owner is. I have more than likely searched your website, checked your Instagram, but looked through your LinkedIn, done a little bit of a Google search, trying to find out as much information as I can about the person so that when I actually do talk to them, I'm not going in blind. It's not a numbers game for me. And that is really all it is. It's a numbers game. All those icky pitches you're getting, it's a numbers game for them. 
Have you ever heard that saying where you need to pitch 10 people to get one yes? That means you get nine no's in order to get one yes. An entire numbers game. That's all it is. And if you're using this, you're doing it wrong. I get the whole theory of yes, pitch 10 people and you're going to get one yes. I get that. I understand it entirely. But you don't just randomly pick 10 people. The goal isn't to pitch 10 people a day and see your sales increase. That's not going to happen. Instead, pick one, two, maybe three people or brands that you love. They're your dream clients. The three businesses you adore, the three products that are the best ever, the three owners that truly inspire you. Three companies that would be an absolute dream to work with. And again, you don't have to pick three. Three is just my number. But I did not say anywhere that you need to pick 10 people and have one person's going to land that. You are picking the number of people that you truly love and want to work with. The last time I pitched three people that I really, really wanted to work with, I booked all three. And it's because I invested in their brands. I knew their products. I watched their social media to see what their goals were, what their directions were. I really followed their story. I invested in my client. If you want someone to invest in hiring you, then you need to invest in them first. Show up on their social media, comment on their posts, learn more about them. And if you're making a comment, make sure it's a comment that really like touches on the business. Don't be like, oh, nice outfit. No, I love how you designed this. or I love how you paired this outfit with that skirt. It looks so nice on you. It's amazing how adding just a few extra words that are really related to that post can make a difference. When I was an influencer, I used to actually buy the product first, create free complimentary posts with the product tagging the brand so that I was on their radar. They would respond to my comments, get to know my face, my name, see the love I had for their brand before I ever pitched them. When I was running events, I would reach out to certain vendors, but first, I would start following them. I would comment on their products. I would really create that connection so they knew who I was so that when I was pitching them to be a vendor at an event, they already knew who I was. They already knew I was invested in their product. I wasn't just pitching them and saying, hey, can you provide me free florals because I've been commenting on your stuff and showing that I've invested. No, I was saying, okay, we've already created this connection. We've built this like, know, and trust, and now I want you to be a vendor at this event where you're going to be able to provide the flowers, but here's what I'm going to give you in return. If you are going to decide to pitch for your business, then I really want you to think about how you would want to be pitched and then do that when you're looking to pitch your services to another business. So your takeaways for today's post are any successful social media campaign, influencer reach out or pitch always starts with creating connection. Think about all the crappy sales pitches that you've received in the past year and do not do that. Instead, invest your time and love into it. And the result you're going to see by creating connection with your social media is an increase in your growth, in your sales, and in your community. To truly see incredible results in your business and social media, you have to invest in creating connection. True connection. That is why I am creating the Social Success Mindset Accelerator. 
This is for you if you are sick of trying to figure out your social media and instead want results, growth, and profit. This accelerator is about knowing the how, but also about making social media and business strategy simple and fun, customized for your business, and about removing the stress of the trial and error, about creating systems that provide freedom to live the life you love. If you feel ready to step into the next level of growth, then join the waitlist that's going to be in the show notes to be the first to be notified of when the Social Success Mindset Accelerator is available. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast about creating connection that leads to sales. I would love to hear any questions you have. So pop over to Instagram, check me out at, at Jen Kinnell and send me a DM and let's chat. Until then, remember that it is your time to sparkle, shine, and have social success.